Welcome to Miles Apart Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Guggen. And my name is Jess. And so guys, we left you three weeks ago and it's been, um, yeah, Falcon, the uh, fuck, Captain America. You say his Captain name, man. He has earned that name. Say his name, you racist. I will not dis... <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> okay. Not disrespect him by calling him Falcon. He is now Captain. Captain America. Bet you called him Black Falcon. <laughs> Bro, I would have smacked that kid at that point. Um, but then again, I just have a thing for beating kids. What's uh, worse, racism or beating kids? Right now. Right now. Um, fuck. Like, why is that a comparison? Um, but I would probably say racism. Racism is worse than beating children, bro. Well, you, it's a weird question, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, what, what has a more global impact, racism or beating kids? Like, what? That's a tough one. Cause I guess in racism, you could also beat kids. So, so double in. Back to the show. Um, yeah, that's the, that's, so yeah, our apologies, it's been three weeks, my apologies, I've been kind of busy with some stuff, we recorded a show for you guys, got cut off, lost it, um, outside of a DHL, we were outside of a detail for four hours. Two hours, but that's a story in and of its own. Um, your boy got engaged though, so that happened. Yes, yes, congratulations. Fuck you, congratulations. Fuck you, you should be miserable (laughs) like the rest of us. (laughs) I mean, happily married. Um, So back to the show, yes, so it wrapped up. We left off with you guys episode three. Episode four was basically, um, they were, uh, uh, Sam has a shield now. Um, Walker gets court-martialed. Sam goes to Isaiah Bradley shows him the shield he rejects it he rejects the history of you know because of how he's been treated he tells sam that he was one of the first uh he was one of the first super soldiers you know a black super soldier at that but when he got back he didn't get all the accolades that steve that yeah what did you think of that whole arc through this season i mean that was great i thought it was great i think it made the whole it made Sam accepting his role as Captain America kind of it mm-hmm. fulfilled that plot and it kind of made it more meaningful. I think it was. And then, you know, in that one, so he talks about being lost and being forgotten, you know, and his history of Perry. And they kind of have like a parallel to the Tuskegee uh, experiments with syphilis, which was a real thing, you know, where they were testing out the, um, doing experiments basically. And, he talks about how he got experimented on, and that's why he never doesn't trust the government, the country. So Sam, uh, Isaiah Bradley. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Sam, you know, now has this choice to make, and then Bucky meets him up, and he tells him that you know he's gonna do what he feels right, and eventually see him. Great, like training montage. It was like a nineties movie, right? They're building the boat, or them throwing the shield. I would say both were great, but mine was probably Shield, because that yeah. was like those were like there's like ten minutes of action in it, like episode. You liked it so much, five. you went out and got that Shield. Yeah, I did. 
still get the, sick. We're doing a giveaway. We are no, giving we're not. away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I tried. And this. after that, he uh, ends with basically Bucky has kind of called in a favor from Shuri, possibly in Wakanda. He's like, you know, can you help my boy out? He needs some new digs. He left his old. That's the that's with... the new thing now in the MCU. Um, now that Tony's out, you know, first it was Tony making good equipment for everybody. Now it's the Wakandans, man. Wakanda forever. Um, Jesus. I know. Sorry, I'm hyped up, man. I saw that trailer. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so, yeah. He it ends that's what it ends on. It ends on oh and Sharon is now in New York. There's gonna be a big uh, meeting with his end sky uh discuss the world's new borders and everything like that. Carly's there with her clan. Um what else? So like in the beginning there's a fight with Walker and uh Winter Soldier or Winter Soldier, <laughs> Bucky and Sam. Don't they still call him the Winter Soldier? Is he, is he just go by Bucky now? It's weird, right? Because in the show, they still call him the Winter Soldier. He's not the Winter Soldier anymore, right? Um, yeah. It's, just, it's like, just Winter now. No, no. So, what, what was his Wakanda name? White Wolf? White Wolf, yeah. Yeah, yeah White Wolf. There we go. Done. White Wolf. pay me. Somebody should pay me. Um you just want fucking money. I just want to... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody please pay me. Um, after that, so in that beginning when they fight Walker, Walker basically fucks up Sam and his wings. That's what leads to this whole thing. But he leaves us with Torres, which is going to be, you know, kind of like possibly set up for... Him being the, the new Falcon. And, yep. So episode six, we get right to it. They're at the convention... We're gonna we get a Mexican Falcon. How does that? Yeah, how 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 great is that? Tell me, tell me how what what that means to you. As a Mexican American, um, you know, a lot. Do you feel like it's nice to have representation now? Is because that's how people watch movies. They watch movies and think that should be me. I want to see myself there because we're all just a bunch of narcissistic people i never watched a movie looking at it and being like i want to see myself up there have you who hurt you bro the internet (laughs) i can tell so back to it episode six starts off with you see uh right away cool little thing was when bucky walks by somebody calls him sergeant i think right like one of the guys he recognizes him Kind of. And he's like, because he calls him Sergeant Bucky. Bro, this shit came out three weeks ago. You're asking me if I remember a very specific thing when somebody called Bucky Sergeant. I I think that's the reason I think that's cool is in in this world, you got to understand, MCU is so crazy. Like, this, you know, their history and stuff, it's not just us that know about who these guys are and what they've done. Everybody around them does. So I thought that was a cool little. Thing, Sharon I'm getting that respect that again. She, yeah, Sharon removes like this disguise thing for some fucking reason. Like for no reason, she straight. needed to do that. Yeah, yeah I was like, it's like, 
It looks like a great disguise. Nobody's recognizing you. Like, just keep it on until you got to leave America. How about that? Like, you could have literally walked up to Bucky and said, it's Sharon, and she would have believed you. Cool. Yeah. But that's, um, the last time we see that was in Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, with Natasha. With, with Natasha, yeah. Pretending to be one of those old chicks. It's like an old chick's not going to have an ass like Black Widow. Come on, man. Like, Robert Redford should have known from that. Like, that face thing's not going to reshape an ass. <laughs> Damn. He, like, stops her. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait one gosh darn minute here. Your posterior oh. does not match your face. <laughs> no. That would have ended Captain America like that right movie there. would have ended right. It's he over. would have killed everybody right there and like shit. We should have thought about Natasha's ass. Like damn it, Steve. I'm always thinking about Natasha's ass, bro. <laughs> it's like the yeah. You know how fucking Chris Evans says that's America's ass. Is that Russia's ass? It's somebody's ass. No, Vladimir Putin's Russian. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Back to <laughs> you were saying that was so unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know why I took a dig at Putin. <laughs> Bro, seriously. <laughs> what are you doing? It's one of those. You're gonna get put in some type of like labor camp, bro. Oh, that's the thing, bro. If I don't ever plan on visiting Russia, we'll be <laughs> all right. Comrade. What were we talking about? Okay, so that's where um, Sam comes in and just owns that he is now Captain America. He shows up. He goes, hey, I'm Captain America. And they have a little throwback joke to the guy who goes, wait, I thought he was on the moon from Torres like earlier in episode one where he asks him where Steve really is. Because nobody's mentioned to this point what the hell has happened to Steve. Like, yeah, he was just old. To... Yeah, like, is he dead? Like, did he go back to wherever? I don't know. But, like, I thought his timeline had just caught up. That's not how it works, right? He was in all, now since he's changed shit. Like, isn't it like an alternate timeline somewhere now? I think they're going to tell us. No, but, like, his old self. No, so he's now gone from their timeline. Like... Wait, so his old self had jumped in from a different timeline? I thought his old self was just himself in this timeline now. Like, he knew that was the day and he was just waiting for them. No, because that's not how the machine worked. Because then basically he said, because I would make it back to the future like scenario. He goes, you can't just, otherwise they would have just gone back pre-snap and stopped Thanos. But that's not, it, once you go back and then you change, you're right there, like it diverges off because there's been a change. So your timeline, your that reality becomes a different one, if that makes any sense. It doesn't. The t- the Marvels, Marvel made like time travel so fucking confusing. But they did. I still don't get it. At the same time, so basically, their time travel is that. I thought. You- I thought. I thought it only diverged if you took an Infinity Stone out of the that timeline. But then, like, remember, fucking, uh, fucking Hulk goes. But then when you what when you return it, it goes back in like that. Remember that's what that whole thing with the ancient one was. Yeah, 
but it's not no it's not just time stones i think once you once you go back and you make changes it it automatically like creates um out once there's something that changes from the i'm going based off of what once bruce, it banner, changes, and bruce the banner ancient one talked about no no bruce banner explained that too because it wouldn't make sense that way loki's dead in one timeline that's how we have gamora again now in this timeline it wouldn't work if it w- they went back to the past because that's what throws everything off so once you once they go back to the past in order to keep it exactly the same nothing has to change so once steve's gone back to this timeline and shown himself to peggy you'd assume that's created an alternate timeline because of those events that's why thanos is alive in this one but even though he was dead earlier because that's a thanos from a different but that timeline. was thanos from 2014 that's like thanos from the past just coming to the future yeah but tech if that was the truth thanos from the past like would eventually die at that point but it's not that's not i'm, I'm not discussing marvel time the time travel but it's confusing it's not like regular time you travel. sound very confused no you it, it's because it's not the way you're saying it is it's not i don't think it's the way you're saying it is either though no it is the way i'm saying it is so so yeah no so than the present thanos was killed in the beginning and then Thanos from 2014 came from there. And then they snapped him out. And that's why 2014 timeline's never going to match with this one because it's missing Gamora and Thanos. So that's a different yeah. timeline. But who cares about them? Who cares about them? Yeah. Now I'm throwing off. Where were we at? But so Okay, so Steve isn't on the moon. He's probably Steve... in a retirement facility. So then, right, but in a different timeline. I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna explain that more in Loki's show, which is coming up in June. So I think Loki's show, and then I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Evans has like, if that's what Captain America Four is, him traveling through all of those and returning it and shit like that. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. That's true. You are so. Here's why your time time. Let me explain to you why your timeline thing doesn't work, right? So you're saying how you know how that was Thanos from the past, correct? 2014 so that, Thanos. Yeah. So if that Thanos shows up here in 2014, he's left 2014 at that point before collecting the Infinity Stones and making the snap. That's why that going back and changing shit won't work because then it'll fuck with the present day if he's left. But who's saying go back and change shit? But but that's what I'm no. But you see what I'm saying? If he's lit, if he leaves 2014, comes here now, that means he's came here before collecting all six Infinity Stones and doing the snap. That's if they if time travel worked how time travel works in regular films, that's how it worked. But then it's like you'd be in okay. Then how is all this that has happened happened if he already left? If he had left before doing the snap, that's why there's the branch t- timelines. Marvel time travel is confusing as hell, but. Like I said, they're gonna. You clearly don't get it. You don't get it because look, I'm you don't like. Here's my thing. So if he leaves 2014, right, and he leaves at that point before. So you're thinking that like the the present would change. Yeah, that's how time travel works in every other movie, but in Marvel it doesn't. It works off of their timelines. Once something happens that in a timeline, it goes a step. Once you change something from, once you go back in the past, 
and you change something that deviates from what's already hap- what's happened linearly, it branches off to a You're separate You're such a reality. fucking nerd, bro. That's such a fucking nerd. I know. Linearly. You're on a podcast and you're going to say linearly. Bro. What the fuck's your problem? I don't know. I've read too many comic books growing up. Um, moving on. We have been thrown off track so much. So this leads into Sam fighting Batrock. Um, and that was pretty cool sequence itself. You have Bucky running into Carly. Or Carly calls him, kind of distracts him. Which then, is like, really? Come on, yeah. Bucky. I know. How like, are you, you going to be Captain that? America, you dumb bitch? <laughs> <laughs> she got you with the old, oh, here's a phone call trick. Mm-hmm. And then they're at this point just taking people hostage and planning to kill them. Because, you know, I, all these just fall, change, fall like on. real, yeah. Real, How about real. we just murder them? I just yeah. murder a few people. And then, so Sam has this fight, pretty cool fight. He's got his new suit, vibranium wing, shield. Um, he takes so, a hit from a helicopter. That's showing yeah. like how powerful his shield is, or how powerful his wings are. So my thing was in the beginning that I was saying, like when he first got the shield, I was like, really, like falcon's gonna be fucking captain america now they're not strong enough he's not on the super soldier serum and i thought like maybe he'll get it but then falcon pretty much on steroids with these badass vibranium wings and he has red a red wing right and he has fucking the shield and he knows how to fight so how do you think this ultimate like version of falcon compares with steve I think that's the thing that you can't compare them. Like Steve was who Steve is, but this is a guy um, who I think being Captain America, and that's what they try to show you with the show, how Walker took it on, how Steve, how Sam took it on. It's the character. Now, ultimately with Steve, especially showing how he was able to pick up uh, Manor, you know, so his caps, that's what they have similar. Like these people are it was good. good at giving they speeches. Have good man. character, good speech. Yeah, they're just good hearted people. They joke um, about that at in Endgame, like when like Steve is giving a speech before they jump back in time. He's like, Man, he's really good at that. <laughs> he was doing those PSAs in the Spider Man mm-hmm. Homecoming. Yeah. So you know, so I think there's that. And then when it comes to strength, you know, Steve, yeah, he had the super soldier serum and everything, but Sam holds his own, man, and he shows you that in the episode. So then after all this is going on, Walker shows up there, too, and he starts fighting, fighting Carly and her thugs. And then at one point, um, he's getting his ass beat. He has his makeshift shield. That, he, like, takes two hits. <laughs> yeah. Going down. And then he's something like he sees his Medal of Honor, which he's, like... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Welded onto the shield, and you know he has like this change of he wants he sees what he he tries to save the senator, starts fighting him off, and then um, oh before we get to this point, I think Sharon's kind of th- Sharon's like throwing an acid bomb or something on one of the people. <laughs> like what the <laughs> hell was that? Like I was like. He, like 
she has a bunch of like crazy fucking tech. And so this is she has all that because before because this is all happening before the reveal. Eventually, you have um, when all that's going on with the truck, uh, Walker falls down, and then Sam shows up, and I thought that was a really cool scene because he lifts the van up, and you see the shield rising. Kind of was a nice shot, and then it's Sam, and he's the one that he uses this, like you said, this tech so cool too, not just the. The vibranium, like, yeah, you can yeah. take some damage. We've got, like, Iron Man, like... From, it's Falcon on steroids, bro. Yeah, Homecoming, when Iron Man uses, like, his robots to help put the ship or whatever, push it together. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that. He lifts the van. He essentially thing. has super strength now because of the jetpack. Yeah. And then, so, he goes back into... There's, the there's like, a showdown between him, Carly, and um, Batrock. And then before Sam gets there, actually, Batrock, uh, Carly reveals that Sharon is the power broker. What I had mentioned a couple episodes ago, and you're like, that wouldn't make any sense because... Listen here, you (laughs) fiend. You're wrong. (laughs) Look, Look, my thing was, what's his name? Zemo. Had said he knows the power broker only by reputation, but he yeah. knows him from back in the day. So, but that, that only by reputation means that they've never he's never actually seen or met this person, yeah, he just but, knows who the power broker is. Like, by in reputation, the day, back in the day, he's talking about pre um Sokovia, pre all this. This is because he's been in fucking jail since Civil War. So, when did he meet the power broker? The, Falcon, I mean, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, Maybe there's always Bucky. been a power broker, and then now she's resumed the role of the power broker. That, yeah, that could be it. The other thing, the power broker thing, like, tripped me out was kind of like she really made shit, like, hard for herself. Like, you would think having a super soldier serum that nobody's been able to replicate would be a big deal, but then she leads these guys to her guy, Nagel, who's making the fucking serum so they can kill him. That doesn't make sense. Why would she want that guy killed? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't. Wait, did she want him killed because, like, Carly and them radicalized? No. Why the fuck would she give a fuck about that? She's selling the super soldiers and the serum. Like, that's what I'm saying. She got in her way a lot for her to be, like, own, like, she, yeah, she's a power broker. Maybe she just likes to fucking, yeah, maybe that's her thing, like, her ultimate, it was this, it's either, like, keep the title of the power broker or, like, these guys are going to find Nigel or Nigel anyways. And she's uh, she also wants uh, to go back to go back to the States and keep... There's levels to this. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I just thought it was a weird reveal. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's the reveal. And so she shoots... So she shoots Batrock when he... Oh, man. No more, no more GSP. No more GSP in the M- MCU. Uh, heartbroken. Um, and then she shoots Carly. Carly shoots her. She shoots Carly as Sam shows up. And then Sam, like, you know, takes this, picks up Carly, and that's where he has his little speech. He brings her in. No, wait. Cool... She guns down Carly after, right? Like, Sam yeah. and Carly have a little battle, and where Sam's not fighting back. And then Shannon's like, bang, bang, bitch. Yep. My secrets 
Go to the grave. Nobody knows I'm the power broker. Oh no, I said that out loud. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sam, like I said, after that takes her to like, she dies. Shining moment for Sam this next scene, I would say. Yeah, and that's where he gives his speech and embraces that he is Captain America now. When I saw that, that's when I realized, oh, Bucky could have never been Cap. Oh, yeah. Bucky's stupid ass can't string along like a sentence. Yeah, we what, shouldn't. Why, why you gotta disrespect? Like, I thought, I felt like I personally thought Bucky got like did wrong. Like, like, and there's a lot of this, this series where like they toned Bucky down a lot. Like, yeah, Bucky from was, where he was in Winter Soldier, he was a monster in Winter Soldier. But then he that was, was him at like the peak of his power. On, taking on Steve hand to hand. One of the strongest Avengers. And like and this one he's getting like he a got the best of them a couple like super soldiers. Yeah. But then like that's the thing with super soldiers. And that's the thing with Superman. Like when somebody's so powerful, like how powerful can they be? Like I look at Thor as just being unkillable at this point. No. Definitely. So yeah, Sam. You know, everybody's watching. The world's watching. Tells them. Tells everybody. Like realistically, they should have let Thor snap the fingers in Endgame. He would have been fine. He would have brushed it off. That's true. But he wasn't. But he was a fat alcoholic, so they're like, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can't handle this right now. Bruce was built for it, remember? Mm-hmm. And off to a tangent again. Um, Sam, they were going to get... So Sam, everybody watching, gives... You know, he, he kind of talks to the centers, and it's a speech about where he tells, like, you know, he goes, you guys never take into account the people who are going to be affected by these flaws when you make the laws. And he basically kind of, like, empathizes with Carly, but at the same time... I feel like Carly's character was like pretty bad she, too. Towards she got the radicalized. Yeah. Her her bad. thing, her thing that she initially started out with wasn't too bad. That's that's the idea that Sam agreed with. Like you know, which is crazy because where you have like the bad guy, and then the good guy's like, I agree with you, but just not that way. The way that you want to do it, not that way. Let's not do it that way. I agree with, you know, the values and stuff you're bringing. So that was actually, you know, it was kind of crazy. So and that's why he he explained, like, why she died and what she stood for. And, you know, she got radicalized. Otherwise, yeah, like what she was saying wasn't a bad thing, you know. What was, what, what was the point she was making? Something about borders? Nice. Um, she was making the point about that's, like, the snap is being mentioned in everything that's happened so far. So and it's, it's going to have continue. a big impact moving forward. And so essentially Carly's thing was that once the snap happened, the world lost all these people. So everybody had like to make up so that they opened up the borders, you know, because there was so scarcity of like people and jobs and everything everywhere. And then scarcity. all of a sudden, scarcity, sorry, all these People are back now, so you have to change the laws. You have to change borders. You—that's what's happening. Yeah, who was like saying it. it? Or like 
some people like imagine that when you come back and somebody else is living in your house. Yeah. Who said that? I don't know. But that um, would suck though. Yeah. Someone else is fucking married to your wife. You're like, bitch, it was five years. Three kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Wait, if so I calculated this, are you already pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and then what I thought that was a cool movement, but what really capped off the show to me, what I thought was a really great movie, they have for Isaiah Bradley, Sam takes him into the Smithsonian or like the museum. Their exhibit. Yeah, their exhibit for Captain America. You know, I had then, tears in my eyes. Then, yeah, they've gotten Isaiah his own like exhibit there showing his history and a statue and that was I thought a great so he goes you know you're not going to be and he got to he had he got Isaiah got to have that moment with his like grandson there you know it was beautiful man he was no longer forgotten um he said he said they'll never forget you it's like Jesus man and then Bucky gets his closure tells the Asian man or from episode two his friend that you know, oh, that he killed his son. That, yeah, that was crazy. Did, does that Asian guy not watch the news or anything? Like, hasn't he seen like fucking Bucky's been out there like kicking ass with these terrorists and shit? When he like knocks on the door, he's like, "Oh yeah, what are you doing here? It's so late." Shouldn't he be like, "Bucky, holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then he leaves the book with a therapist, closing it. This is the happiest Bucky's been, though. I'll give him that. Yeah. Like, yes, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, like, making jokes at that barbecue scene. He's just, like. Because I think we got to see, like, you know, when Steve. To, when, you know, bang. When Steve came back, when Steve came back initially, like, you saw him have that adjustment period of still struggling with adjusting with the times. Now Bucky's finally adjusting with the times and also accepting his fucked up past dude you know and trying to get with sam's sister yeah so he he kind of first came to peace in wakanda so this is him like continuing that white wolf white wolf i still think like are there any wolves in africa I know there's uh, hyenas. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. That's like a weird. Like, why would I know this? Who are you asking? Question. Just a question I'm asking. Jamie, are there any wolves in Africa? <laughs> I can't oh. imagine because don't wolves usually originate like where it's colder? Uh, I. It's kind of really weird that I don't know a lot about wolves, man. All right, back. Let's wrap up this episode in the series. So, <laughs> Walker is um, given his black suit now, and he's U.S. agent. Good for him, man. I'm glad it ended well for him. Because I felt bad for him. He wasn't a bad guy. He was just put in an impossible situation to fucking fill the shoes of fucking Steve Rogers and then like he was just trying to be a good soldier and try to take control but he he just handled it wrong and then his best friend died 
And, like, you know, it, it went south for him. But at the end, he did rede- redeem himself. And, you know, it's good. I'm glad. But he's I don't think he's going to be, like, a necessarily a good, good guy, you know? What do you think? I think he's going to probably be a part of – that's why they kind of introduced this Julia Lewis drive as his character on Valentina Allegra. Ooh, look at your – look at you getting through that sentence. I know. I've been practicing it in front of a mirror before this show all day. I was like, Julia, damn it. Fuck, I knew you fuck, shouldn't have gone fuck. back to it. <laughs> shouldn't have gone back to it. I rode too close to the sun. <laughs> So, so she's gonna, she's like the Nick Fury, right? Of the Thunderbolts is what they're yes, saying. That's what they're saying. So it's gonna be a setup so you'll get to see USJ agent um more and they're kinda of, it's kinda of aimed to be like Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Mm. You know, if you can um Red Hulk is gonna be pretty much General Ross. Um so right. kind of, if that happens, I'm going to be looking forward to that. I think I can see that General Ross being the Red Hope. Would they ever fight the Avengers? Hopefully. That would be a waste to set all that up and not do that. You could also put the guy from Doctor Strange, like the first one, Chuatel Ejiofor. Oh, yeah. Because you could have him against Doctor Strange. But, yeah. All right. So, yeah, no, and, hopefully and then, we'll see more of U.S. agent in the future. And then Sharon has her view. Uh, Sharon ends, like, in the med post-credit scene, I think. Uh, she's on the phone with somebody, and she goes, you know. Well, she, she gets, gets pardoned. Her, she gets pardoned, And yeah. immediately gets so, offered her same job back. Uh, and it's just that one U.S. senator, like, throughout the whole damn show. Doing How much fucking doing. power does this motherfucker have? <laughs> like... Like, hire some more people. <laughs> like, this bitch has made horrible decisions. <laughs> like, left and right. <laughs> For real. Like, and you end it on, like, another terrible decision. So, because she ends up getting on the phone, and because not only does he pardon her, they're like, all right, now we're going to put you right back where you were. Like, where have you been, Sharon? Where have you been <laughs> hiding illegally for the past, like, like six years? Madripoor. Oh, that's a pretty sketchy area. All right, let's do a little bit of thorough research and background check, and you know we'll start incorporating you back. Nope. Hey, you want your same job back and a promotion? <laughs> we got you. Like, like, sir, no, you can't. Like, you you don't run the department. You can't choose to make these. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> no. So she walks outside, she's on the phone, and she goes, some super soldiers are now off the table, don't worry. We've got a whole bunch of other government secrets and prototype weapons. So what, like some people said on Twitter, is when she has that acid bomb shit that she throws at that guy in the van, and Mm -hmm. he fucking melts. It had like a green, glowy vibe to it. There's just some people speculating, they're like, if Marvel like is doing more stuff, like could one of her buyers be Norman Osborn or Oscorp? Dun, 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 dun. He's coming, man. He's, we're eventually want... gonna get. Yeah. Why not? We we have they're already making Spider-Man movies. It's a third Spider-Man movie, and they didn't have 
Green Goblin or anybody. But now they're thinking there's going to be more Disney stuff in coming because Disney is streaming Spider-Man on Disney Plus now. So they've gotten in some kind of contract. Um, there's kind of rumor that they might even be working towards like Disney shows involving mm. Spider-Man universe. See what's up. We'll see what's up. Going into that, Marvel's future. Anyways, we just I just saw the trailer right before we started doing the podcast. The Man. sizzle reel. Uh, like, right? Stan, Man, Stanley. Did you get goosebumps? Bro. It was like he narrated the way it was. Oh, it was just perfect. If you haven't seen this trailer, check that it out. That man over there is your brother. And that lady over there is your sister. It was beautiful. The universe line. Like, I can't even paraphrase it. You guys got to go watch it yourself. It's and crazy. the moments that they show that that narration is, like, overlaid on are some of the biggest and, like, best and emotional moments in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Such a rich history, bro. We're so fucking lucky. We're so fucking lucky. Anybody that comes at me with Star Wars is better than the MCU, you can fucking... Dude, it's not even close anymore, man. We're living in the golden age of comic book movies. And yes, this studio is reigning supreme, but they're giving it their all. They're doing everything they can. They try to switch up their stories. They're... It's, it's dude. People hate on the MCU. I think it's like it's like a cool thing to do now, because that's just what happens with people. But man, it's when something has success for a long certain time, people will eventually start not liking it. And I think the reason behind um, my take on it is this might be a little bit more nostalgic to people like you and I, or people who are around our age group. Fucking feel like. 30 year old and no but there was a time growing up where i had comic books you know and you actually like you got them from like stores and shit on i used to get them from the library yeah libraries yeah go to library check them out read them there too mm-hmm. but, and it was cool reading all this and you get to see them bring all this to the screen and then like how they've done it and I think it just means more. Maybe if you, it has that nostalgia aspect to it a little bit to see it. And then it's kind of taking its own life on screen. So, and man, like if, if DC, it's like Warner don't Brothers even, and Disney. Don't even, no, 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 no. Like, like, no, 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 Like what Disney, what Disney has done with Marvel, right? It's like Warner Brothers done with the opposite. Like it, like they hate all right, DC. All right, all right, dude, no, they fucking not, hate we don't need DC to do for this. some reason. We don't need to I do just, this. Just I let them. Let, you could, you could, you could, you could, as the kids nowadays would say, give Marvel their flowers, but you don't have to shit on DC. It's okay. I do, I do, because they fucking can't get their shit together. It's anyway. okay. But my whole point is that at least there's one studio that has their shit together. And, you know, piggybacking on what you said, you might have read the comics and stuff. I didn't really read the comics. I didn't know Iron Man and any of these guys, really. Like, I knew the characters, but, like, even Iron Man, I've really come to know everything that I know about the MCU is through the cinematic MCU that they've set up. And even that alone, yeah. Even that alone. Even that alone, I think, because they've invested so much into the stories and characters. But I think for a lot of, like, there are people out there who did like these characters growing up, knowing them, and then you see 
and some of them are exactly how you'd envisioned it being. Some they're taking their and own they, liberties they, with, and they made it work. And they because not everything is going to be exactly off the page of a comic book. Yeah. And then the the way that they tone it and base it off of that, but adjust it, they've been masterful. And the good thing for them is they have so many stories to tell. That's the thing about like you know when you when you're when you're making and writing a movie yourself, you're th- you, it's hard to make twenty movies if you're making it up as you go along. But the thing with Marvel and the thing about comics is, there's hundreds, thousands of stories already written. And they're just siphoning through, picking which ones that are good now, setting some up for the future. And I think they said Kevin Feige's already got like five plus years of the MCU mapped out where it's going. Yo, DC, I could do this for you, yo. I could be your Kevin Feige. Reach out. I can help you guys. Okay, well, what advice would you give them? What advice would you give them? Um, what it what were your thoughts on Shazam? I think Shazam was good. All right. What were your thoughts on Joker? See, that's the problem with DC. There's no consistency. There's no plan. It's kind of but just that's like also nature. the beautiful thing, dude. Yeah. When 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 you have everything so interconnected and everything, any fucking big thing that's gonna start happening in the MCU, you're gonna ha- think. Well, where are all the rest of the Avengers? Where is this? That's what happens no, when everything has to be confined you so do, much. But that's, that's such a small price to pay to world build, to have like a big world like how Marvel has. But like... It's a the, small price to pay. I mean, just some kind of at least like linear plan. If not, then, then stop calling it a DCEU. It's just every movie. And but these last couple ones have really not been like like... Like, I'm talking Joker. I'm talking fucking... What was the other one that I just said? Shazam. Shazam. Like, I think Shazam is a little bit more in the universe of the DC, but Joker and the new upcoming Batman, they're not... They're going to be kind of separate. But, like, I just want to see good stories, bro. Yes, I know. I want a good Batman trilogy. But I prefer fucking the Nolan and Batman trilogy, like... I, I wouldn't mind if there was just a Batman that just did his Batman thing and didn't necessarily need to go straight into the Justice League because I think we just saw that. So if, like, Matt Reeves' Batman, we just got a trilogy and it was just, like, kind of how Nolan had his trilogy, I would be happy with that. I think I would like a nice story with, like, I think that... Ben Affleck's Batman, to me, like his Batman, not his Bruce, um, has been probably the best incarnation of Batman I've seen from the comics, I'd say. Yeah. So back to the Marvel sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is like yeah, consistent. Uh, Making fucking bold statements. I think <laughs> fucking Ben Affleck's. Batman has been the best incarnation of Batman. Okay, wonderful. You, it, 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 I that I'll, I'll fight. I'll fight anybody for that statement. No, I would agree with you. He would, would like kick Christopher Nolan's at Batman's ass. He I thought you were kiss kick Christopher Nolan's ass. That too. <laughs> he would be able to do that also. But, 
Like, can somebody bro- kick Christopher broke- Nolan's ass? Like, bro, can you just Tom make Hardy's a normal back. movie? Like, like I like your direction and stuff, bro. Can you just make yeah. a goddamn regular movie? <laughs> no. Back to the Marvel sizzle reel. So, yeah, their world building and their whole, like, that universe line kind of just puts together, like, this, yeah. this and then, amazing place. Then and it right starts getting real juicy. Up, you start to see clips. It starts off with Black Widows, um, which, I, like, has been coming out forever and is now finally going to be out. In this I think it's going to creep up on us. Like, we're not, like, I think our anticipation's low for it. It's whatever. Like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there, and I think like the when we are actually sitting there in the theater, we're gonna start to get excited, like oh shit, and then like I think it's gonna blow us away. I think we're really gonna like it, but like you know, like I, I've been looking forward to, like you said, it, it sucks, man. She finally got her own movie, and that shit got delayed like by over a year. Oh yeah, and then after her, it leads into Shang Chi, which looks amazing too, and um. You get a glimpse of what everybody's waiting for the Eternals. And after that, uh, and that director okay. that's directing Eternals, she just won an Oscar for No Man's Land, which I haven't seen. But apparently, she's like a really good storyteller and her as a good director. So let's see. They're saying that that's going to be like the craziest fucking MCU thing ever because this is now we're going thousands of years in the past in the MCU. You know. The MCU is a crazy place. What the Eternals are, they're like ancient beings that were, you know, way back in the day, thousands of years ago. You know, they did shit. They were the heroes or whatever. And then they all decided to like wipe their memories and go on and live their lives. And they were just living their lives like regular people. That explains why, you know, well, we're the Eternals. All this shit's been happening in the MCU. But then their memories got restored a la Thanos snap. Uh-huh. So it's going to be their characters, I think, figuring out their past. And and they're these guys, they're fucking, they're the biggest thing, they're the biggest fucking characters in the MCU or the most powerful, right? They're the Eternals. And sure, you see my boy Kunal Nanji. Can you pronounce his name? Camille no. Nanjiani. You know no. his character? I cannot. Well, I, was... I, I had no I, I read that on a paper and I was like, I'm going to take a go at this. And that Camille Nanjiani. You... But I said, it sounds like Camille Nanji to me. But um, I can't read. He looked good, though. He looked like Shadow Khan. Yeah. <laughs> no, he looks like if Shadow Khan did a ton of steroids. <laughs> And got slightly less good looking, but um, um, fucking ah, you know, it is Nanjiani. Yeah, not Camille Nanjiani. And then like fucking, that's my boy from Silicon Valley, bro. I love that show. He's so good. He's gonna he's he's gonna be like Chris Pratt. You know how Chris Pratt went from like a chubby guy to a ripped guy and took off. I think after this, I don't know if he's gonna be leading like a Jurassic Park movie, but I think he's gonna like pop his star is gonna pop um so you know i was watching a star is gonna pop that's a weird star is gonna pop bro it's gonna he's gonna he's gonna like go go look at his go look at his instagram followers right now tell me how many instagram followers your boy camille has right now tell me camille has 
Damn you, Instagram. What? He has 876. Okay. After Eternals comes out, Mm -hmm. at least 3 million. It's going to go to at least 3, if not 5. And then it's going to be like he's going to star in another movie. And then it's just gonna keep like like he. I'm telling you, dude. He's I, I I don't know for whatever reason. So I was watching a YouTube video breakdown of that. Um, and he was kind of going over the characters. Uh, my dude from uh, Game of Thrones, um, the young wolf Robert Stark. He's in there. Uh, he he's like he's he plays Icarus. He's like their strategic leader or whatever. So. So he's like talking about the characters, and when he says about Camille, he's like, "Yeah, he he goes off and becomes a famous Bollywood actor." I was like, "That has to be a joke," but like that's what his character actually is. He's just a really famous Bollywood actor. What? Yeah, his character is that he's a famous Bollywood actor. <laughs> no way. Yeah. But it looks interesting as hell, man. Like, Angelina Jolie's in there, bro. Angelina Jolie's going to be in the fucking MCU now. Like, it's going to be cool. Fucking Kit Harrington plays the Black Knight. And he's going to be, like, he's going to be a badass, too. Like, dude, like, they're going to introduce big characters into the MCU. These guys are celestials, aren't they? No, or did Celestials create them? I don't know much about the Eternals. Oh, wait, no, I, I have the perfect line for this. Damn it. Oh, God. You can't even pull it off. I'm not informed enough on that topic to have, a, to have an opinion. What do you say? To have an opinion or make a comment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. I mean, see, I, that's how bad it is. I can't even, I can't even see it. <laughs> but um, what else was on the sizzle reel? Uh, Spider Man, No Way Home, um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, which looks insane. No visuals for those, just the titles. Um, Wakanda Forever. They've changed the name of Black Panther Two, which they had initially yeah. announced. <clears throat> Um, the Celestials visited Earth one million years ago and performed genetic experiments on early pro-humanity, creating genetically unstable and monstrously grotesque beings known as deviants. It's the Anunnaki, bro. These experiments also led to the uh, capacity for superpower mutations in humans, which were the Eternals. So Thanos is a deviant. Yes. So they're going to have young Thanos in there. That would be cool. I think they are. I think they are. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, this is going to be a big fucking... Like, think about it. We have, like, Iron Man, Cap, Thor, who's like a god. And now these are, like, really crazy powerful characters that they're going to introduce them. Is it bigger than God? Because so mm-hmm. So Wakanda Forever. Um, I think um, Lupita Nyong'o. That's, that's a great title, right? 
It is. It's perfect. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Perfect. Um, Lupita Nyong'o, um, she said that Ryan Coogler has already kind of figured out a way how they're going to like respectively address the passing of Chitala, uh, Chita- Chitala. And then like, you know, how it focuses more on the other characters in Wakanda and stuff like that. So we already know um, Kevin Feige had come out <coughs> excuse me, and said that they're not replace, they're not recasting uh, T'Challa's character or anything like that. So what kind of direction do you think they're going to go in? Um, honestly, I think I have no clue. And that's what makes it. But if there's a guess, what a lot of people I think have been speculating on, are you sure you take the mantle on? I don't know. No? I don't know. I would like Okoye. I think that would be dope. She would look so good in this movie. Yeah. I think however they do it, I have full trust in Ryan Coogler. Yeah. So, speaking of your boys at DC, we did get a news report come out that they are looking for the next Superman to be African-American and then also to have like a black director too. So who is a great pairing of Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Cooper? I would say. Because those guys have made some great projects together. But jumping back to this, um, what do you think of, instead of Captain Marvel 2, now it's the Marvels? Yeah, so that's probably going to um, have something to do with the Miss Marvel show. So they're going to have Captain Marvel, obviously, Carol Danvers in there. They're going to have Photon, Lieutenant Trouble, um, who's the same person, Monica <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> and then so also, many names. Also, also Miss Marvel that we're going to see in the show. And then they end. Was that Guardians the last? Galaxy 3. Volume three. three, yes, gets a release date two years now, dude. Guardians is such a good like. If they hit it out of the park with the third one here, it, it I think Guardians of the Galaxy could hold its own as being maybe the best trilogy in the MCU, like character trilogy, you know. Because you got Iron Man one, two, and three. One, obviously one of the strongest movies in the MCU. Two and three, not so great. Um, Thor's trilogy. Thor, solid. Dark World, garbage. Ragnarok, one of the best. Cap, Captain America, first Avenger, solid. Winter Soldier, one of the best. Civil War, great movie. So I would say right now Cap is holding the title of the best trilogy. Would you, What would you say? Yeah. Yeah. So if volume three is. Well, what solid, was the third Captain America film? Civil War? Civil War. Mm. That's why it's a great movie, you know? Would you say that's the weakest out of his trilogy? Civil War? Or what's stronger, Civil War or First Avenger? I, I, I like First Avenger a lot. I'd probably say First Avenger. Yeah. 
so that's the Marvel slate that's coming up, man. Like exciting they, things are happening, so they, man. And then such a tease at the end. They end with that four to signify phase four that looks like a fantastic four four. Yeah. So that's coming, but they're not gonna give you they're just gonna so what do I call it? A good old fashioned death tease. Cock tease. Kevin Feige can't say cock on a podcast. You can we can say whatever the fuck we want. And <laughs> that Kevin Feige sure loves cock teasing. Teasing, yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, great, exciting things are coming with the MCU, man. And we are here for it. Loki comes out June. Normal people call them Easter eggs. I just want you to know that. But. Like, so Loki's coming out in June, and then we have a few other shows. So plenty of shit coming out with the MCU. Any closing thoughts on the MCU? Then we actually gotta we're gonna talk about nobody. We're gonna give a little. We're gonna have a little recap discussion of that. We we just saw that the other day. No, I think you wrapped it up pretty good. Good. Yeah. So nobody, man, nobody has anybody seen nobody. No, nobody's seen nobody. But when I went to go watch Nobody, there was nobody in the theater with me. And then I got a little freaked out. I was like, oh, fuck. At first, I thought this was dope. I was like, yeah, social distancing. Nobody's here. And then I was like, this is kind of creepy, though. I don't want to be the only one in here. And then, like, a couple walked in. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. But you guys, I actually saw it for a second time with you guys when you guys came up this weekend. Tell me, what did you think about the movie? That through me like this movie was so good it was like i didn't expect that i just thought it was like eh. like i really didn't think you said 15 minutes i think mm-hmm. yeah i was like here let's watch 15 minutes of it and if you guys like it we'll continue if you don't then we'll go play mortal kombat and i was sold um how it starts off to where it like when it starts picking up pace and you find out more about the characters, especially the main character. Um, that was pretty cool. That momentum. I love that way of storytelling. Yeah. That's why I compared it to John Wick. Same thing in John Wick. An unknown guy, something happens to him. And then as it progresses, you get to realize like, this guy's a fucking, like this guy's a badass. Like this guy, like, you know, like, you get to find out about that as the story goes. And that's the same exact thing that happened in this story too. Like as the story progresses, you get to, you know, find out. And I love the way that they reveal it. You know, it's him telling people about his past as they're dying. Which is like dark as fuck, but you know, but yeah, no, we don't. We don't need to break it down. You know, we don't need to do like a full on thing. But um, and I think the other thing with that past thing is, as much as it was cool to have give you moments of it, but I think that's what makes these guys in line to John Wick Two is kind of the less you know about them is kind of mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. Like better. Like you know the Abiaga, the boogeyman. Like yeah. you don't know what the hell he does, or but it's just damn like. With this guy too. So at one point in the film, when he finds when I think he hires a contract killer, um, for him, she finds out about his past and she like 
has to like find like special files on him because his digital files are all like blocked out. And then she finds out. She goes, "Fuck this! I'm out." Like, yeah, she says, "Don't pay me." <laughs> yeah. So. And what did you that, think about the bad guy, Julian? I thought um, he he was pretty out of like recent films. I think he kind of gave me that Christoph Waltke vibe. He's a yeah. really good bad guy. Like, I haven't seen somebody, like, take on a good bad guy in a while like that. Like, yeah. it, usually people did over campy or, like, mm-hmm. or not. It was perfect. It was a perfect amount of campy. He comes out doing, like, like just the way he gets in and out of cars is crazy. Like, he just gets out of a car and just, like, nobody's going to run me over. And, um... He just comes and does a bump of coke, jumps on stage, does a little song and dance, goes and meets his clients, and then kills somebody. <laughs> but um, the story, what did you think about the story of it? It's a simple story, right? Oh, yeah. So simple, but like enough to where it makes sense and moves the story along. And the action was fucking amazing. Um, it's it, nice to... It's good to it's good to see uh action movie where the guy is dishing it out but also taking it. Like fucking he takes a ton of punishment. Oh, yeah. And um the bus scene was fucking brutal. And the end scene where he's just like on god mode just killing everybody. Uh what did you think about the performances? He fucking tricks a guy at a point. He does. Yeah. The bus scene. Yeah. Like what did you think about the performances? I thought everybody um, did a great job with the performances. Um, his, his uh, gosh darn it. His name is slipping my mind. It just slipped right out of my mind. I know, I know. Which um, is so fucked up, but he, he kills it. Obviously, we know him from Better Call Saul. And, um, oh no, no, I was talking about, um, Christopher Allen Lloyd's character. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. How old do you, do you think Christopher Allen Lloyd is? 90. Oh, he's 82. He looks 90. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make him look older? <laughs> I have no, but he, this is a movie I kind of walked in not knowing were anything. About, were you talking about Bob Odenkirk? Bob Odenkirk. Oh, okay. Yeah, God, it just hit me as soon as I said it, but um, or as soon as you mentioned it, but um, I had no idea of any of the cast in this or anything. When I saw Christopher Lloyd, I was like, "Oh, damn, that's badass." Yeah, so Christopher Lloyd was great. Bob Odenkirk was great. Bob Odenkirk was amazing, dude. He played that character so well. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, man, like the soundtrack for it was is what's gotten me like i've just been listening to like like a few of the songs i were on it over and over but overall just a great movie man like um i saw a movie very similar that's kind of in that wheelhouse of an action movie where you're you're learning about the character as they're going but the movie i saw today the wrath of man i'll give a non-spoiler thing for it there's a few time jumps which is confusing as heck to keep up with but Jason Statham, he doesn't miss, man. Like, with his performances, like, he's consistent. He plays a badass. There's a good, like, flip in it, though, where, like, you know how when you learn about a character, 
like that. But then like his, I like how, what his flip of it was. And um, it turned out to be a much different story than I thought it was like looking at the trailers, like, you know, watching the trailers, it's obviously some shit goes wrong. His son dies and he's trying to get redemption for that. But it is that that's the whole story. But the way they tell the story first from his point of view, then from another characters and we're getting more backstory. And then they show us what, what happened that day. And then like it progresses and wraps it up nicely at the end. Um, It was good. The dialogue was bad. Like they have a locker room talk, you know, locker room talk, like, cause they're like um, the bank truck people. Like, so like when it, when, when they show them first and, they're, you know, like out people would be like, oh my God, it's misogynistic. But that's just how, that's just how some people talk, man. Like, but um, the dialogue was pretty like weird, but um, the action was crazy in that one too. Jason Statham is just a badass, man. But I would say watch it. Would I say go to the theater and watch it? I don't know. Uh, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. He's, he's, he's usually pretty solid, but um. You know, for the longest time, I thought Guy Ritchie and Guy Pierce were the same person. Oh, I was like, God damn, this Guy Pierce guy, like, he's a good actor and he fucking directs. This guy's cr- crushing it. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, they're different people. <laughs> if I was Guy Pierce, I'd be offended. Why would and he be was... offended? What was the last Guy Pierce movie you saw other than Iron Man 3? I'm just saying, Guy Ritchie's a good-looking. I mean, Guy Pierce is a good-looking guy. Yeah, he definitely has that going for him. And um, Guy Ritchie, well, Guy Ritchie's a great director, but Guy Ritchie's also, you know, he a ginger. He might be, but um, they don't have souls. I think that's a good place. To wrap up this week's episode, you know who I forgot to mention and nobody, Rizza. Rizza had a good fucking yeah moments, bro. Like again, I think you hit the nail on the head on it. I don't want to see nobody two three where they reveal because John Wick was the best one. They've progressively mm-hmm. gotten worse when yeah. they brought in that network of homeless people communicating with pigeons. I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself John Wick like you want me to believe like some guy that's an alien comes from a different planet and snaps half the universe if you set it up nicely I'll believe it but homeless people carry your pigeons I'm out yeah I'm, I'm out. out I'm out okay so everybody's just a part of the underworld now that's not a <laughs> post office man like that's actually like you need to get the fuck out of here but yeah the more that they showed but you know I think there was a post credit scene where Christopher Lloyd and Riz are like driving off and they're talking about the, the sniper death that he had in that one room where three guys lined up and he shot all three of them. Oh, yeah. A prequel might be nice of like a young version of them. I don't know. I think I what would have been cool with John Wick 2 was like kind of what you said, like instead of showing more about the network, it should have just been to somebody else. Like, a secession in a movie where somebody else just like where somebody just fucks with this guy not knowing who he is. And, it and then, then it just becomes like why do people keep fucking with me? 
Let's see, that would have been much better than like homeless people communicating with fucking carrier. Please. Who do you think could be like the next, you know, like Liam Neeson came out with Taken and just went on a tear? Like the older kind of guy you wouldn't expect, but is like an action. Like I, I got those vibes from Bob Odenkirk. Like I probably, wouldn't expect. Probably me when I hit like 40. No, but um, after like a series of films, like with like an Indian guy that just gets crossed, you know, I'm working at a liquor store. Yeah, you're working at a liquor store. Like you've you've like run away. You've come to America as an immigrant because you were like a very big top agent in India, and you were like you know like how Salman Khan's characters usually are. You were just like a badass there. Like with a hot young chick killing people, doing the right. You see thing. how you've already typecasted me, you racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but then and then some shit happened wrong. It, it, I'm essentially describing don't mess with the Zohan. That's what you would be. Bro, I would love to make a don't mess with the Zohan version. Don't mess with the Zohan was a great film. It's one of the best. I think it's time to end this podcast. But um, fuck, man. What point was I making? Who do you think could be like the next older action guy? Bob Odenkirk's Bob Odenkirk. Um, I just said his name twice back to back. I say it's cool, but I mean, I don't know. Liam Neeson like just had more of a badass. Like Bob Odenkirk was badass in here, but like. I don't know. I don't think he has that Liam Neeson. Or like, you, not, not necessarily Liam Neeson. Look at Keanu Reeves. Like, he won't, you know? Yeah. But, you, know you know who's due for a comeback? We should make a movie like this. Who? John Travolta? Nick or is Cage. He too old? Nick, Nick Cage, Cage, I think, might be the ultimate guy that this could work out for. He would play like, that so well. We need to have Nick Cage be in a movie. Where he's just a regular guy who something happens. Because this was John Wick with a family is what, you know, is what nobody was. And what the great thing about it was, like, Christopher Lloyd's character is like, bro, like, I did it. I lived my life. Like, I retired. I got old. But, man, like, this, you know, this was the life. Like, you know, the things that we used to do. That's when I felt the most alive. And that's, you know, and you see the same thing with him. Like, I stopped. I had a family. But, you know, I knew this was what was going to come back. But um, so Nick Cage is just doing something. It's like, uh, give us a something that he's doing. Just like a regular guy. Masturbating. No, I was going to say, like, he's like a weed farmer or he's doing something. <laughs> just just a regular guy and then somebody fucks him over by doing something so john wick the dog died here the kitty cat bracelet was stolen and that caused him to snap what would see and we would just need that type of scenario for nick cage and then it's like those people are you know so it turned from the kitty cat bracelet to um to killing killing julian's brother so Nick Cage's thing would have to go from being like a minor thing to what affects this and then we learn more about his past and turns out he was some type of agent or some shit you know we'll work Nick. on it we'll reach punch out it to up. us Nick reach out to us we'll punch so, it up we need money you need money 
<laughs> I'm just saying, man. I've always heard he bought he buys like ridiculous things. Like he I bought he has like, a castle. Yeah. So does he need money then? Yeah, I think he's like bankrupt. Damn. All right. Well, that's I a think great. The, I, that's a positive note. Let's end it. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea if Nick Cage is uh, bankrupt or not. By the way, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I like, think Vin Diesel how... should play a villain. Like I think that's what Vin Diesel should do. Because I saw the trailer for Fast Nine, and I was like, man. It's just him CGI'd now. It's just him and like a wife beater, like fucking falling off of buses and shit. But um, this podcast should have ended about ten minutes ago. But you know, we said you know, Nick so, Cage is still worth twenty five million dollars. So he doesn't need money then. I mean, it's not long. Twenty five million is not a lot. You fucking douchebag. I mean, I'm just saying, as actors, how much do you think our DJ's worth? Dude, you're naming like some of the biggest fucking stars. Nick and Cage yes, granted, Nick big. Cage was Nick Cage. Nick Cage was, was at what? Nick, did you know Nick Cage flew through 150 million dollars at one point? Nick Cage, Mike Tyson. Who are some of these other guys that like were the biggest thing in like the 90s and 80s and the, just blew it all or lost it all? Like, is Bruce Willis still around? Bruce Willis. I think he might be a little bit on the older side, but he could definitely be somebody. But then he's just like too diehard, you know? It's like I think we could I think I think if there's one thing we could do, I think we could redo like a diehard. Give it like a you know, like because I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. I like Die Hard. Bruce Willis is due, man. Bruce Willis is 66 years old. No wonder I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, Yeah, man. Like, did you watch the last Die Hard movie? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So, that's why you haven't seen him. He's he's made shit. (laughs) You just stopped watching his shit. Yeah. All right. That's what you guys did with my guy Robin Williams, and then everybody was all fucking... Hey, no, you know, no, fuck you. I never did that. So you kept watching his movies as you got older. Did you ever watch that movie where his son died, asphyxiated, jerking off, and he has to like make up a story to like kind of cover for his son? Did you watch that movie? No, that was a movie. No, it's because I just made it up. That's that's dark because no, I'm kidding. It really was a movie. It's I think it's called Father of the Year. Yep. Well, that's a good note to end the podcast. Hey man, we didn't make a podcast for a couple of weeks, so we wanted to give an extra long podcast for you people. Um, and you know, again, thank you for listening. Um. You could find the pod anywhere where podcasts are found. Follow us on Twitter, Miles Apart Pod. And until next time, this is Jess and Guggen signing off. Bye bye. <laughs>